This episode of Biscuits and Jam is presented by Boar's Head. Welcome to Biscuits and Jam from Southern Living. I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living Magazine. My guest this week is a fiery young country artist who got off to a challenging start in this world, weighing just two pounds at birth. As a result, her parents had her listen to music constantly as a way to accelerate her brain development. And that seems to have laid the groundwork for a very promising career. One week would be country, the next week would be rock, the next week would be classical, and all the genres of music. And because of that, I was able to actually sing before I even started talking. And so when people ask me, you know, how long have you been singing? And I tell them my whole life, I genuinely mean my whole life, I've always sang. It's quite literal when I say that music saved me. Raina Roberts was born in Alaska, and since her mom and dad were both in the military, the family relocated often when she was growing up. They eventually settled in Alabama, and Raina's obsession with music never waned. She learned to play piano at eight years old and has brought different influences like classic rock and pop into her brand of country music. This song, called Stomping Grounds, lets you know just where she comes from. And like the artist herself, it doesn't hold back. Burning up from the Alabama heat, roll tide, what you know about that? Where the backwoods sound gets you live, all right, and it's a mess. We don't skip on church on Sunday morning. Mama taught us to be grateful since the day we were born. But if you come here looking for trouble, you betcha, you're gonna find some. This year, Raina has continued to gain traction, joining CMT's Next Women of Country class of 2021. On today's show, Raina talks about her background as a high school wrestler, how she credits her parents with her rise to fame, and much more this week on Biscuits and Jam. Raina Roberts, welcome to Biscuits and Jam. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Raina, I think you're the first person that I've ever interviewed on this show who was born in Alaska. Tell me how your story ended up starting there. So my parents, they were in the Army for 10 years, and so... They were stationed in Alaska. I lived there for about four years, and then we moved to Alabama. That's where my mom's family's from. And then after being there for a few years, we moved to California. And then I just moved to Nashville around last year. Well, welcome back to the South. (laughs) Yep. It's been a little bit. It's been a little while. So, Raina, you've talked about growing up in a military family and what that has meant to you. Tell me a little bit about that. How has that really shaped you as a person? I tell people I was raised by wolves. You know, it wasn't just my parents. It was their friends who were also in the military. But I feel like they all raised me collectively. And I feel like having parents in the military has shaped me in a way that I'm really determined. I'm really purposeful. Like, I don't seem probably like a quote unquote fighter, but like I have a fighting spirit in me. And I believe that's from my parents being in the military and their backgrounds. Well, it certainly comes through in in some of your music and we'll get to that in a little bit. So speaking of being a fighter, you know, I read that you were just two pounds when you were born. So you kind of started off fighting right off the bat. And, um, One of the things that your parents did was to play a lot of music for you to help your brain develop. Was that something that was recommended by doctors or or did that really come from your parents? 
That was actually from my mom. She was in school at the time and she talked to her professors and they created a program where they play different genres of music every week. So one week would be country, the next week would be rock, the next week would be classical and all the genres of music. And because of that, I was able to actually sing before I even started talking. So I was singing and humming. And so when people ask me, you know, how long have you been singing? And I tell them my whole life, I genuinely mean my whole life. I've always sang. I've been listening to music my whole life. (laughs) So it's quite literal when I say that music saved me. And how have your parents encouraged your growth as a musician since then? Oh, man, in every way that I can imagine. They put me in piano when I was eight years old. And it's funny because I definitely did not like it at first. I did not want to play. But then two lessons in... (laughs) I was like, this is, I love it. This is my life. I feel like the way that they shaped me as a musician, not only the piano lessons, but continuing to immerse me in different genres. It wasn't just as a baby where they played different genres. That was my whole life. They played the Chicks and Gretchen Wilson and DMX and Prince and Led Zeppelin. They played everything. And that's what shaped me as an artist. That's why when people hear me sing or they hear my music, you hear a whole a lot of different influences because of them. I give them all the credit. (laughs) Well, that's always a good idea. (laughs) It's true. So I want to talk to you a little bit about Alabama, uh, which is where I am right now, and your connections to Alabama. What were some of your fondest memories of growing up down here? Oh man, so my favorite thing to do in Alabama, I can't remember what the name of the bookstore is. When I lived there, my mom would take me to this bookstore and it's my favorite. I can still like remember the smell of it and how it looked. And whenever I go back to Alabama, it's the one place I always want to visit because I like, I'm, I'm a nerd. I love to read books are like my favorite thing. And going back there brings back a whole bunch of memories. But also, my mom would always take me to the McWayne Center, the Science Center over there. Yeah. <laughs> and that was also sure. my favorite thing to do. So, like, instead of, you know, going to the playground and watching TV and stuff, I wanted to always go to the Science Center. So those are two of my fondest, fondest memories in Alabama, specifically. I spend a lot of time with my kids at the Science Center, so I know it well. So fun. <laughs> It's like, yeah, this weekend, mom, can we go to the science center? Can we go to the library? Um, so yeah, those are the two places that have a, a place in my heart. <laughs> so Raina, I know that you were a wrestler at one point and <laughs> as a former wrestler myself. Oh, what weight class did you wrestle? I wrestled at 112 and 105. I was a little guy in high school. I did the same. I wrestled 101, 106, 113, depending on, you know, if I was wrestling guys or girls. Well, I'm so glad that I did not have to face you on the mat. (laughs) I didn't become a good wrestler until probably my junior, senior year. My first two years, I was awful. I lost most of my matches, but I was determined. I was like, I am not about to lose every single match. I got to win. I just got to practice and train harder. So if I was a freshman, you would have probably hit me really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what made you want to take up that sport? I honestly don't know. I think probably the challenge. um, I love things that challenge me. I remember in middle school, I had these two friends and 
one day when one of them graduated to high or he went to high school, I saw him wrestling all the time. And I was like, that looks so much fun. I want to try to do that. And it was just a way to better myself and make me stronger. So I honestly can't tell you one day I was like, I want to wrestle. Let's see what happens. And that was it. Well, that's just great. And of course that can come in handy later in life. So it's always good to have some, you know, wrestling in your background. (laughs) A little bit, throw somebody real quick. (laughs) So Raina, we always talk a little bit about food on this show. Would you call yourself a fan of Southern food? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like nobody can beat my Nana's cooking. I'm convinced. So tell me a little bit about her. Oh, my <laughs> my Nana, she's a minister. And it's funny because my mom doesn't really know how to cook, but <laughs> my, my Nana can cook anything. Growing up, she made some pound cakes. She made the, all the things, all the things, like banana pudding, biscuits, yams with the marshmallows, greens, everything, all the things. So Raina, you've become known for this incredible voice but you're also really talented on the piano. And you talked about learning at the age of eight, but was there a particular teacher who really made a difference for you in getting you excited about the piano and kind of taking you to that next level? Definitely. His name's Joseph Ataya. And I've known him since I was eight years old. He's taught me everything that I know. When I turned 16 or 17 and he saw that I wanted to be a writer as well. He was also helping me in my songs and the stories that I wanted to tell. So we would have two recitals every year from eight until I was about 18 or so. And it's funny because I always wanted to play and sing and he'd be like, rainbow, (laughs) this is not meant for playing and singing. It's a piano recital. But I think my third year in, if I'm not mistaken, I got him. And he finally started letting me play and sing at the piano recitals. And now if you go back and um, you see his students, that is what almost every student does, which is really cool because he was so against it when I first got there. He was like, "Mm -mm -mm, we're only doing classical. And then I want him over (laughs) after a while, after a few years. Well, Raina, I know that y'all went through some pretty tough times when you were a kid. And at one point, you've said your family was on the verge of homelessness. How did your mom in particular help you to get through that? So my parents made a decision to keep our storage unit. So instead of saving that money for like getting a new home or more food, they kept my storage unit for my piano specifically so I could go and play so we wouldn't have to get rid of it. And she even later on got a job at the storage unit just so we could have my piano there. So wow. that's who my parents are. They're, they're those kind of people. So when I say that I give them all the credit, I genuinely mean I give them all the credit. So they knew early on how important music was to you. Yeah, definitely. Not even a question. I didn't decide to become an artist or I didn't decide to become a singer. I've just always done it. And I've never thought about doing anything else. I've never wanted to do anything else. It's always been my whole life. And my parents have always been with me 100% of the way. I mean, because it's kind of what they created. And every time I'm on stage, I think this is what I'm made for. This is what I was created to do. And even if I'm really sick that day, or if I had a bad day, as soon as I step foot on the stage, none of that matters anymore. And I think about all the hours spent of rehearsing and practicing 
and all the hours that my family and my team has put in to get me to that point. And I just think about the fact that I'm finally here after praying about it and working hard for it my whole life. We'll be back with more from Raina Roberts after the break. This episode of Biscuits and Jam from Southern Living is presented by Boar's Head. Introducing Sweet Bee's Honey Barbecue Glazed Chicken, a new classic flavor available only from Boar's Head that brings the celebrated traditions, signature flavors, and iconic taste of sweet honey barbecue to your local deli. Inspired by famous barbecue joints and the aficionados who know the reward is worth the wait, comes an authentic experience that can only be from Boar's Head. Made with premium ingredients, this slow-roasted chicken is delightfully sweet with notes of honey and perfectly balanced with savory hints of hickory smoke. Honey drizzled and barbecue sizzled. Ask for freshly sliced Sweet Bee's Honey Barbecue Chicken during your next visit to the deli counter. Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Biscuits and Jam from Southern Living. I'm Sid Evans, and I'm talking with up-and-coming country star Raina Roberts. Well, one of your earliest champions was Mickey Guyton, who's been on this show and who's really become a pioneer and a spokesperson for Black female artists in country music. I'm just wondering if you've gotten to spend any time with Mickey or gotten to know her at all? Oh yeah, definitely. We're friends. It's funny how we went from literally not knowing each other to becoming really close. And that is just because she saw me singing and decided to open up her platform and put me on her platform when she didn't have to do that because she didn't know me, but she literally took time out of her day to make sure people heard my voice and saw who I am. So that is my sister. I love her very much. And her putting you on her platform also led to bringing something to the attention of Carrie Underwood, right? You were performing a song of hers called Drinking Alone, and Carrie shared that. So that must have been quite the whirlwind week for you. Yeah, definitely. Especially because I've been singing Carrie songs like my whole, it feels like my whole life, trying to hit all of her notes, trying to do all of her riffs and her runs and wanting to sound as great as her. So for her to recognize me after singing her songs for years and years, I was just like, okay, I must be going in the right direction. If one of the people who I've admired my whole life is sitting here and saying, I see you, I recognize you and you're great. Keep doing what you're doing. So I was really surprised that day. It was a great day. It was awesome. My whole <laughs> month was just amazing. So Raina, I've asked a lot of people on the show about what their move to Nashville was like, but you probably have had the strangest move of anyone because you moved to Nashville during a pandemic. So 
let me just tell you, I got my apartment right before the pandemic, I think like a week before lockdown. And so I had my place in Nashville. I actually had to fly back home because I didn't have any furniture and I didn't have anything in there. And I knew we would be in lockdown. So I was in California. And then my management was like, hey, you have to move here. You just have to be in Nashville. We can't go out because it's the pandemic, but we need you to do your Zoom calls. We just need you here. And I was like, okay. We waited for about three, four months. And <laughs> this is a pandemic. I just did all my Zooms inside. But I was officially in Nashville. Well, it also is a tough way to make friends when you can't go out to restaurants, you can't go out to bars, right? You can't go anywhere. I did make a, a lot of friends through social media like Mickey because I didn't meet her until a year later. I had a lot of friends through meeting them through Instagram and through Twitter, which is interesting because before like that probably wouldn't have happened, you know? Right. There are some good things about social media every now and then. Every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I second that. Well, listen, I want to ask you about a new song that you have out called Raised Right. Yes. Which is such a great song. And it it feels kind of like your whole story packed into about three minutes. Yep. And it's also really fun. And I can imagine it being played really loud in a bar or even a stadium. Tell me a little bit about the, how that song came to be. So I got the title, specifically the title. I was with my family and we were watching Rise of Skywalker. We were watching Star Wars in the theater. And my favorite character is Kylo Ren. But as I was watching the movie, I was thinking, <laughs> I don't know what Han and Leia did, but they did not raise him right. Like what happened? <laughs> and I was like, oh, raised right. That could be a really awesome title, right? Raised Right by Raina Roberts. I was like, that is a pretty good idea. So I wrote it down. And then I had my first Zoom call a little bit later, Zoom Right, with Danny Myrick and Kylie Sackley. And I was like, hey, y'all, I have this idea. Let me know if you like it or if you think it's trash. And if you think it's trash, just let me know. And they really liked the idea. And so we put my whole life into this three-minute song, basically. Well, you've got references to your mama and your daddy in there, and it's got a lot of Raina in it. It's got a lot of fight in it, too. I love that. Thank you. Raina, would you mind singing a little bit of it? I'm a little bit of whiskey in my sweet tea. I'm a little bit of city in my country. A little hell yeah in my hallelujah. I know I ain't always ladylike, but I know how to turn up on a Saturday night because I was baptized in the neon light. Got a little bit of wrong in my raised ride. Oh, wow. That is so great. Thank you. <laughs> That's such a great song. It sounds like it's a lot of fun to sing in front of a crowd. I oh, imagine. yeah. I'm like, y'all, I need y'all to get rowdy. Who has them wrong in the race, right? Because if you do, I need to see it. <laughs> well, there's definitely some Alabama coming through in that song. Yep. Well, Raina, you've got a lot going on right now and a lot of momentum and a lot of creativity. What are some of your hopes for the year ahead? My hopes for the year ahead. By next year, I would love to be able to perform award shows like the ACMs and the CMAs. And also, I just want to have a song that can resonate with people. I want to create a song that can outlive me. 
And so that is really my goal. That's really what I want. I want to have a song that I'm so in love with. I can hear myself singing it 20 years from now. And even when I'm gone, it's a song that people will remember and a song that they love. So that's what I hope to create in this next year. And are you writing a lot these days? I'm writing so much. I am writing nonstop, but I love it. I love storytelling. That's why I love country music so much. I love the stories. So it doesn't feel like a job. I get to do what I love basically every day, literally every day, actually. Well, I hope you're going to keep it up because there's a lot of great songs, clearly, that have yet to emerge from you. They'll be coming. They'll be coming soon. Well, Raina, you may have been born in Alaska, but you've clearly spent your formative years in the South. You're in the South now. I just have one more question for you. And that is, what does it mean to you to be Southern? What does it mean for me to be Southern? That is a interesting question. If I'm being completely honest, I've never even really given any thought to being Southern specifically because I've been raised in so many different environments. That isn't just the South. Even though my mom's family is from the South, I feel like there's so many different aspects and so many different parts of me that has created me. So I'm a little bit of South, but I'm a little bit of Cali girl. I'm a little bit of a little bit of whiskey in my sweet tea. Um, but I feel like it's just a part of who I am. I feel like that's what makes the most sense to me. And does it really feel like home to you now that you've settled in Nashville? Oh yeah. Nashville is my home. I love Nashville. I love the people. I love the food. I love the coffee. I love the songwriting. (laughs) I'm here with my family and I'm doing what I love. So like, how could it not feel like home, you know? Thanks for listening to my conversation with Raina Roberts. Follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and hear her latest single, Raised Right, wherever you get music. Southern Living is based in Birmingham, Alabama, and this podcast was produced and edited in Nashville, Tennessee. If you like what you hear, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or telling your friends about the program. You can find us online at southernliving.com, subscribe to our print publication by searching for Southern Living at www.magazine.store. Biscuits and Jam is produced by Heather Morgan Schott, Chrissy Tiglius, and me, Sid Evans, for Southern Living. Thanks also to Ann Kane, Jim Hankey, Danielle Roth, Andy Bosnack, Matt Sav, and Rachel King at Pod People. We'll see you back here next week for more Biscuits and Jam. <laughs>